you know, when I launched my probate real estate business as a real estate agent, one of the challenges was getting business from attorneys. Uh, there are a handful that are great and they've been able to work and get business from, but um, there are quite a few that are difficult to work with and for a lot of reasons. Uh, also the problem for customers to work with attorneys, there's a cost involved and the handoff can be difficult. And so I was looking for a solution going back three or four years when I first started and I came across a company uh, that basically sought to fill that role for customers. Um, and actually in some regards was eliminating the attorney, uh, but in other regards not. And that was easy probate. If you follow my channel, you've seen Byron Batches. We've interviewed him a couple of times. Great guy, great resource. And since that time, he's gone through a change where he's relaunched a new company that's a little slightly different, but the same space focus. I think a great resource for all of us real estate professionals in probate space. Personally, I prefer to make open today. I got the confirmation on. I can tell you that uh, I'm not just uh, promoting him in a sense, but I'm also a user and a happy user so far. Byron, thank you for coming back to Probate Weekly. Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Welcome. Um, I'm sure there's some people who are new here may not remember. And I don't know if anybody goes into your archives and, and watches previous ones. So I'll give you a quick intro. So my name is Byron Botris. Uh, my professional career has been that in finance. I'm a certified financial planner. Um, not necessarily a fun fact, but an interesting fact, I guess. I was the last graduating class at two World Trade Center for Morgan Stanley. Wow. So I, left, I left August 28th, which was a Friday, maybe Saturday, uh, probably when I flew back. Um, and obviously two weeks later, 9-11 happened. I'll never forget, wow. I literally had my first client the night before say yes to me, signed documents, because of course it was paper back then, wrote me a check, well not me a check, you know, to deposit the account. And the next day I remember putting my order in 8 a.m. and thinking, oh, what a fun, what a fun thing to do, get your first client and then boom. So yeah, so I've been in the financial world since uh, 2001, became a certified uh, financial planner in 2003. If you don't know what that is, that's really, think of that as getting your like MBA, PhD, if you will, um, in financial planning. And so it deals with a lot of what you expect, you know, how to invest, um, but also really it deals with estate planning um, and the theories of avoiding probate, the theories of why probate is so bad. Uh, but like any professional who only deals in theory, you really never know what it's like in, unless you go through it yourself. And in 2012, I became an executor and trustee when my wife's grandmother passed away. And I'll say this, it's probably the hardest thing anybody will ever do. Um, so many factors, you've addressed the, some of the issues with traditional um, law, uh, but really it's family situations. It becomes a full-time job, very emotional. Um, it's, just, it's just tough. And that experience really is what led me to do something different. Um, and so we created, a, the, I think, the world's first online probate system where we were able to help people do probate on their own without an attorney. Um, it eventually morphed to doing limited scope attorney. So we would eventually have like an attorney be part of the process, but it was limited. Um, and I'm proud to say that we have helped, I'm sure this number has grown since, since I, I left, uh, but we've helped more than 5,000 families save about $45 million in legal fees. And so yeah. that's a monumental thing. I think the world needs more, um, I guess the term is paralegal or legal tech kind of situations to increase the accessibility of, of legal services. Um, but there are always challenges. I think when I set out to do this, one of the things I really wanted to do was help those who needed help. 
Um, and very often that is um, people who have limited resources. If you if you're if you have unlimited resources, who cares how much an attorney costs, right? Um, or how long they can take because it doesn't necessarily affect you as much. Uh, but one of the things I think what was happening is that uh, for those who, it felt like I was, well, I'll say it this way. For a large portion of our group, we were helping people who can help themselves. By definition, a DIY service is something that somebody needs to do themselves. Um, and there was a huge contingent of folks that still needed, wanted, right. or were required by jurisdiction to have an attorney. And it just felt really bad turning that kind of business down. I forget the stat before I left, but I, I would gather we were turning down 70% of the inquiries that would come for one reason or another. And largely it was because they needed a full attorney. And some cases are kind of ridiculous if if it's litigation, you know, there's some things that are out of anybody's scope. Even attorneys don't want to take some cases. Um, and so one of the things I really started thinking about was how can we help those who need an attorney but have no money themselves or limited resources? And even those who uh, need an attorney, again, I'm using very broad terms because what I'm doing is not specific to probate. It's really more financing legal services that's not litigation. Um, not the purposes of this stream, but I'll share some of the applications, I think. Um, and so the thing that I came to conclude is, you know, maybe we're serving the wrong population. Um, and I don't know if you guys have ever either heard or read um, the book, uh, Freakonomics. It's now a podcast. They made a movie. Um, they have... An interesting thing about, I forget one of the episodes, it was about um, how to improve on-time arrivals for uh, airplanes. And um, the idea is, do you focus your time on like the least effective airport, however size it may be, typically small, or is your better effort focused on improving, say, Chicago O'Hare? Because if you can improve marginally Chicago O'Hare, you've improved largely the entire situation versus, say, imagine Burlington, Vermont, where I'm from. If they had 100% on-time arrival, wouldn't move the needle um, simply because um, the size of scope that that airport can do. So I had one of those moments where I was like, uh, and I'll be honest, I think if you've ever heard me talk before or you've seen my original pitch of easy probate, I was very anti-established law. Um, and I think I came to a realization where um, I think my best effort in is the Chicago O'Hare is how can we facilitate the use of the attorney? Um, and that can help more people. So now the companies really focus on um, servicing the attorney. So I would argue that our end client is actually the attorney. And I'll explain what we do. Um, I even have a demo for you uh, to some degree. So just real so, quick, let me let me just step up real quick here and just kind of reset a little bit because you cover a lot. And I know you in depth. But I really want to introduce you to the people watching this live and on replay. So Byron was the founded easy-probate.com. And that entity was acquired by trustandwill.com. And we've had them on the show as well. And they're a large national company that does kind of do-it-yourself trust and wills. 
and somehow probate was fit into it, but somehow they fit in easy probate without Byron. I don't know how that works. It's not really my business. And so Byron's now come back with a, an, another um, approach that he's sharing that I'm using called Scrivener, S-C-R-I-V-N-R, no E at the end. And that's the service he has now. And so the refocus he's talking about is how can you work with attorneys more effectively to deliver ultimately better, more cost-effective service to our customers? When I started, I said to you, it's, it was hard for me to take a lead if somebody needed an attorney service and get it to an attorney. And there's some friction in that process. And what Byron's doing is trying to help eliminate that friction so that attorneys on their own or we as professionals can bring business to attorneys in a more efficient way. Okay, that said, um, Absolutely. Okay. Now, and before I go, just real quick, this is probably at weekly.com. We do it every Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, we're going to do this for about another 45 minutes or so. Replays at episodes.probateweekly.com. We have a companion Facebook group, Probate Weekly, where if you miss anything, have questions, great place. If you're watching this live, the purpose is to be interactive. Raise your hand and put in the chat box a question. I'll do my best to get you involved. And if, and if you're watching this on the replay, we do try to go back and answer all the questions. Either I will, or I'll get them to Byron. So I'd love to have you participate uh, on that. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Um, so I think a little background is always interesting. Um, so as any, I think your audience is largely realtors and as realtors, you deal with attorneys all the time, both in closing um, and then obviously referrals and or sometimes in probate, or if you're doing probate um, deals within probate, Typically, an attorney is going to be involved in that process. And regardless of the situation, um, most legal services require some upfront payment, right? If you're going to hire any attorney, typically they're going to ask for a retainer. That's kind of like to make sure you pay. Um, uh, over the years, I think I've come to empathize more with the, uh, you know, the state of the attorney life, if you will. Um, and so a, a retainer is required, and that typically pays for you know, the upfront costs of, for example, in probate, uh, court fees, newspaper announcement, and, and potentially a fiduciary bond, and kind of a guarantee that at least something will be paid to them. Um, and the thing that is striking now, um, and these are stats really of this year, 56% uh, of US adults don't have $1,000 at the ready right now. Right? That, that, that doesn't mean necessarily that 56% of the population doesn't have $1,000, period. They could have equity in the house. They could have a 401k. But they just don't have at the ready assets to pay for an unexpected expense. The traditional retainer model in, within probate, you're looking at about somewhere between five dollars and $10,000 of startup capital to hire an attorney for probate. Um, and so all of a sudden, 56% of the population can't do that. Um, to even get to $5,000, an additional 16% of population is removed. So almost 70% of US adults don't have $5,000 um, to pay for unexpected expenses. And if they do have it, it's literally all the money they have. And if anybody knows anything about probate, the person who fronts the money gets reimbursed, but that could take like a year. So imagine that's all the money you have. Uh, how many of us can, can go without that funds for that long, very few of us. To get to $10,000, only 8% of US adults have right now $10,000 at the ready um, that they could part with. And so that's a very, very small percent of US population and death happens to us all. 
Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, you know there's a famous saying, uh, what is it, Viga Morgulis or something like that? Anyways, everybody dies. Um, we don't live forever. Um, and this process affects everybody. And so what we set out to do is to create really the world's first non-litigation legal financing company. Um, and that's what we do. Um, there is not every legal inst uh, facet we could finance, but what we're looking for is to finance legal situations that an attorney is going to be involved where there's ascertainable assets that ultimately get distributed. And the most common examples of those are obviously distribution of death, and then we think divorce. Um, so we have basically two uh, programs right now where we're looking to finance divorce and, um, uh, and uh, probate, if you will. Um, and so what we typically do and what our actual services, and you'll laugh at this because again, I mentioned that my end customer really is the attorney. We are a software company that is hired by the attorney to help that attorney be better. Um, attorneys, I've had the pleasure of working with attorneys for, for many aspects, and typically they don't use hardly any technology, if at all. Um, as part of this startup, I had to do a whole bunch of filings with um, the SEC and all sorts of stuff. And you wouldn't believe the amount of emails and documents back and forth. There was never a central place to say, this is the most current version of the document. No task. I couldn't tell you know, what they were working on, when things were due. It was very, very uh, haphazard. So what we decided to do is like, well, why don't we install software for the attorney? Um, and so we are agnostic. So if an attorney comes to us and say, hey, I am currently turning down clients because they can't pay for it, I can help that attorney finance those clients. When a professional like Bill comes to me and said, hey, we have a case where the client's waiting now 10 months for an, an attorney to do something. We, our client wants to fire that attorney, hire a new one, but they're out of money. We can finance that client. And so what we do is we install software at the attorney's office. Um, and then that attorney then uses our software to automate and speed up that legal action. But what we specifically do is we finance the payment of the attorney. And I think no, that's no. the key here. Um, no, let's hold on one second. Let's, oh, so stop and second because you're covering a lot of ground here. And I think for some of the agents, you know, who are starting in this endeavor, they're not used to bringing cases to attorneys. What I can tell you, and I only work in LA County primarily, 90% of customers after 90 days hate their attorney. Now, 10% of attorneys are amazing and, and they, they do a good job. The customers are happy. That's why they're the top 10% of attorneys. But 90% are people do one or two a year at most. They, not only do they not really know what they're doing, but their paralegals don't really know. They don't really have the software because they only do one or two a year. Why would they subscribe to a service this specializing in probate when they only do one or two a year. And so I see this over and over again. In the most recent case Byron talked about was a client of mine who was frustrated that the attorney, uh, you know, wasn't make, taking any action. And they took the deposit and never actually filed the papers, which is amazing because their intake was efficient enough to get the information. And it turns out this attorney obviously knows the law. He was elected a judge. who's <laughs> not just some bozo. He knows law. He just doesn't know the business. And, and frankly, if he would be open-minded enough to talk to Byron, he'd say, thank you, Byron. I'll, that's my client. Take care of it for me. But he was not open-minded enough even to take my phone call or hear his customer to look for a solution. So it's not necessarily that we're looking to take customers from other attorneys. 
this is something that attorneys, I've talked to a couple here this week and made a couple of reductions for Byron, that they should be looking as a way to, instead of paying a paralegal, this should be their probate paralegal. So that's the way you think about is how you can bring the business to an attorney who might not really be confident know what to do to speed up the sales process and the front end in particular um, for legal work as well as the financing. Okay, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And so in this situation, due to the circumstances, two probate cases were needed, which meant the, the reason the client got so upset is finally when the attorney started to do anything, like, hey, we need more money because we need another probate case. So it took them 10 months to even kind of communicate with them what the next steps were. And the first thing they said to them was, we need more money. Um, and so, again, what we're able to do is we're able to introduce them to an attorney. And what we do is finance that transaction. On the back end, for the attorney, we install software that automates their process. And so we don't really do any of the quote unquote work. It's still a full service attorney. If you know anything about uh, California attorney fees, the statutory fees, we're not lowering the cost in any way. Uh, sadly, this person will have to pay for two statutory fees. Uh, unlike the previous system I built, we absolutely lowered the cost for probate. But again, that requires somebody to be able to do it largely on their own. Um, what we're really facilitating, again, think of the Chicago hair example. I think it's like 97% or something like that of all probate cases, or really all legal action, is done by an attorney, and rightfully so. Um, and so what we're helping is really facilitate the largest chunk of where the current work is um, by both removing one obstacle, which is financing. Uh, besides us, there is no legal financing option outside of litigation. Um, and even then it has to be like a huge class action kind of lawsuit for something to be financed. So um, we're really the first to do anything innovative like this. Um, and I think it's really fascinating to essentially really elevate the attorney. And I think elevate you, the professional, um, because a lot of clients feel uncomfortable doing things on their own. Um, uh, I, I did a talk recently where I explained legal services is like doing your own electric work. I recently installed um, an EV charger at the house, my second one. And I feel very comfortable, but most people um, are nervous to change the plate on a, on just a single 120 volt, let alone wiring a six gauge 240 volt 60 amp um, breaker uh, for your electric car. Now I'm a crazy person. Um, I saved maybe $1,500, but you could argue I've risked my house. Most people are not comfortable doing that. And I think the same goes with legal work. For those cases that need, want, require an attorney, but have no other option, uh, we wanted to solve that, um, again, by introducing a financing element to legal services. Well, I think also, you know, the hard part is when we as real estate agents come across a customer who says, I need to file probate, I don't know a probate attorney, who do I go to? The answer to that question is much more difficult than you imagine. Somebody does this all the time to find the right attorney, to find the attorney who's not on vacation, who's not too busy, that's a case of the kind that they would take. And I think, Byron, you're looking to kind of create that network of attorneys because you're, if you're putting the money up front, you're saying to the customer, don't worry about the money. We're going to get the intake started even without an attorney assigned yet. And either we're going to put it in one of our network attorneys, we'll find one. That again becomes your job. The customer says, well, you're not going to charge money for that? Great, I'll get started because it lowers the friction. And I think at the end of the day, the attorney ends up getting a case, uh, even as an outside attorney, where they understand what the case is up front and they know what the, what the issues are, 
or it's one of your vetted attorneys who that's what they're doing already. They know the system and it makes that handoff much more possible than it is otherwise. No, absolutely. And so we, again, are agnostic. If you have an attorney you love working with, but you're like, man, um, it's really slow for them to do stuff. We can step in. So not only can we help the attorney be more efficient, uh, but most importantly, we can help you and the attorney take on those cases that they say no to. So what we provide is essentially, uh, well, there's no technical limit, um, but we're really providing about $10,000 of financing. And so if you think about the probate costs, what does that cover? $5,000 retainer, we, like we are financing that, we're paying that um, up to a thousand, well, not up to, typically it's about $1,000 to file the court. Uh, we pay for that. Uh, somewhere between $500 to $800 for the newspaper announcement, we pay for that. I remember one case one time, this is back in the easy probate days, the customer got approved, but were required to have a bond. They had terrible credit. And so for, I think it was a $600,000, $700,000 bond, normally that's like 300 bucks, maybe $500. It was $7,000 for the bond. And if I may, she basically, um, well, I guess I won't curse because this will be on YouTube. Um, she soiled her plants, pants, if you will, uh, as, the, as the Walmart com or Kmart commercial, she shipped her pants. Uh, it was very convenient. Um, so the situation was we got her approved, but she couldn't afford the bond. And right. so I remember- Which happens, we, which happens, happens not infrequently. So we, Easy Probate, um, at the time, uh, it, was, it wasn't my own company. I was a larger shareholder. Was, uh, what I ended up selling, I was about 65% uh, owner of Easy Probate, which is unusual for startups. Uh, anyways, I, you can make that decision. I was like, hey, let's finance it. We didn't charge her any interest, and we got the money back once, you know, obviously the estate is open and all that. And so that is essentially what we do. We are trying to solve the problem. Oh, one more. If a client also has what we call emergency arrears. The mortgage is three, four months behind. One more month and bam, foreclosure will happen or start. Guess what we can do? We can help that client pay directly those arrears and forestall slash um, eliminate the fear of foreclosure to give it enough time to um, get approved, have the assets, sell the house, whatever. So these are all the problems that we would see every day that unfortunately for various reasons, um, the company that acquired Easy Probate didn't want to do these types of cases. Again, there were lots of legit reasons not to take on a case. The cases they were saying no to, I hate to say this, it kind of broke my heart because I like to help people. Uh, and I really put pen to paper. And I was like, how can we help those in those situations that are really not a DIY, really not a limited scope situation um, think of that O'Hare Airport example. Um, and I decided to really, I'm not going to say fix the attorney, but really improve the process of which attorney work is done, especially when it's quote unquote, not legal work, i.e. producing standardized forms. Mm. Um, and again, so we what we do is we install software at the attorney, like the attorney uses software now to automate their legal practice um, that could include many, many different applications. For those in probate, um, they can answer a simple questionnaire and zip out a form uh, instantly. You mentioned the case. Our, our attorney partner that we ended up choosing was on vacation. Um, and so the, the his robot now did the work. Um, and whereas you would typically wait weeks. Um, or well, that was one of the main things also. Uh, an attorney I'm doing some business with 
was saying, you know, do I know any paralegals? Because he he was his paralegal was doing estate planning and doing a great job, wasn't really doing very good with probate. And I said, I think that that would work well with Scrivener. And I called Byron. And really, one way to look at it is, you know, the financing is a big part. The sales process, that the the friction of the sale. I think the attorneys don't really like those conversations. I'm a salesman. I'm glad to do it. If I can set the customer up, get him an input in Scrivener. And then the case goes over the attorney. They couldn't be more happy. But it's also the paralegal work. I, I believe uh, the costs. So the attorney who's taken this case referred to them is agreeing to lower their costs. Their statutory piece by case by case basis. The again, what what because we don't get involved in any of the money slash attorney client relationship. And so whatever the attorney and client agrees to is what we're subject to obviously there's a fixed cost for our capital so we charge that either directly to the customer um or the attorney i think one of the examples your one of the referrals that you gave it, the attorney wants to build our financing cost into the traditional attorney uh fees um and you'd be surprised how much legwork is involved in all that because as you can imagine there's ethics there's rules on all sorts of stuff and obviously right. we have counsel doing the research to make sure that um, that is not considered, uh, I forget what rule it is, but like uh, you can't um, subsidize, there's a rule against subsidizing uh, attorney fees and administrative costs for a client to lure the business. So we have to make sure we, we follow those ethics rules. But that said, in this case, I said to him, well, you know, the, the fee for the service was about $2,000, separate from the costs of being financed, the actual service fee. And the attorney said to me, well, I pay way more than that for a paralegal. If I don't need the paralegal to do that work, uh, and, and I, I believe you're willing to do the filing fees as well. So basically, you eliminate like nipes of the paralegal work for $2,000 or a couple thousand dollars. That's yeah, a great absolutely. value for the attorney. Yeah. And so uh, just to distinguish the point, and so when we work with the attorney um, and they want to bundle that financing cost, um, our fee for the work that we do can be incorporated in that. Um, it's again really up to the attorney. A good way to think about this, I don't know, I, I feel so privileged for saying this. Um, if you ever drive an electric car, you know that Teslas are so much better because of their charging infrastructure. I'm not saying Teslas are the best car, we have a Model Y, and I also have now an electric pickup truck. <laughs> Driving an electric pickup, pickup truck on a non Tesla charger is horrible, right? I love the car, but the charging infrastructure is terrible. Um, I believe this is a lot of the French friction between the attorney, the money, and the client. Yeah. What we want to do is we want to build the electric charging infrastructure equivalent for the legal system, because now all of a sudden, the end user, the attorney, both need us uh, to do what, to make everything smoother. And that's really the, the, the vision, if you will, uh, is to help the attorney help the client. Uh, as opposed to what we did before, we were just helping directly the client. Well, as a real estate agent, if you think about building a business, now, now realtors need to think of their business not as employees on commission, but as a business person. My job is to generate the business and the relationships and the referrals. And then I try to delegate out all of the, you know, the other things I can that are administrative. And most realtors have or have used familiar with transaction coordinators. Well, that's not a paralegal. Paralegal usually is employee in the office. That's a, like a 1960s model versus TCs were probably a 1990s, 2000 model. And now we have virtual TCs, virtual TC companies. 
And the treaties really don't have that, uh, or, or I should say, that's starting to roll out. And I think that we as real estate professionals can bring that to our attorney clients. This is part of the value we want to create to them to say, hey, here's a model here that might change for you that make you more profitable. It gets you out of some of the selling. It lets me be your sales team, not that I'm selling your services, but if you have customers considering you, here's an easier way in the door than sitting with you, writing a check, covering all those costs. There's a way around that. So to me, it just seems like an, a reordering or restructuring of the workflow and getting the attorney out of what they don't really want to do and into more of what they want to do. I see a good question from Christopher. He, he, he wanted to contact you individually. That's another story. Yeah. But and yes, I do. Have, someone asked if I had the Rivian. Yes, I, it's the most amazing thing I've ever owned. Um, really? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's so it's so stereotypical that you're a tech guy who sold his company and goes out and buys a Rivian. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but... Uh, um, but uh, I'm usually a drive them to their dead. Uh, I had a Toyota Tacoma in 2008. My now that's my son's car now, but um, nice. it's a little a little gift to myself, I suppose. Good for you. Well, um, well learned. Uh, as a as a customer of the Easy Probate process, uh, I'm glad to have uh, been a small part of that process. So one of the questions he asks is, can you advise types of probate matters that you're not willing to finance? I will say, I only here I, I feel like I know Byron pretty well. I go on the website, we talk a couple times. He sends me some stuff. I'm reading some stuff. I'm logging in. I'm participating. And here, yesterday, I'm reaching out to him saying, hey, I have this other case. It's not a probate as such. In probate court, they're conservatorships. But this is a simple one. They just want to establish it to sell the real estate. Do you do that? And the truth is, on your drop down, you ask, what kind of case is it? And, and a conservatorship is a fairly simple one, uh, is one of the, on your list. So I know in addition to probate, you do do some conservatorships and guardianships, I guess, if there's some assets involved, certain types. What do you not do? Again, so um, we don't do anything. <laughs> uh, what we do is we facilitate the attorney to do the work, right? So, uh, for example, our one of our one of our attorney partners, um, what we would do is contact them and be like, "Give me a list of things you do and don't do, or you want us to help you automate." So again, we're hired to install software by the client, and we also provide a financing arm when legal matters are are required and assets are verifiable. Again, easiest example is probate and divorce, because once the order is issued, somebody's getting money, right? Hence, we can be paid back for the financing uh, capital. So by definition, the things that we won't finance, which I think is the question here, what kind of things won't we finance is when obviously there's no money. Imagine you need probate, but you have no money to get records from the hospital. I know that's a weird situation, but it happens every once in a while. Happens. Uh, unless we can say there is money, uh, no. Um, would we do a case where, hey, I'm going to sue the hospital for wrongful death? Probably we, we wouldn't be able to find that, uh, finance that. But those are actually the types of cases that an attorney would take on contingency. And so, and I'm going to use that word contingency separate from financing, because essentially at the end of the day, somebody has to convince an attorney to either work for free or work on a contingency, right? Uh, which working for free doesn't usually work. So what we're doing is we're financing that transaction. Uh, and so as long as there's verifiable assets, we'll finance. And, and keep in mind, this is a non-recourse loan, which is to say, imagine there's a mistress will, as I call it. It happened to us once at Easy Probate. Grandpa died. Uh, nobody knew he had a girlfriend. Nobody knew there was a valid will. Naming the girlfriend to inherit everything and be the administrator. So our client lost the petition. Um, and in that situation, had we lent our client money to finance the attorney, finance the probate, da 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 um, we would, we would say, Hey, our bad, <laughs> uh, not our bad, but like too bad. 
uh, yeah. you know, they're not on the hook. They're only on the hook if the legal action is is uh, is successful. Which means to be just to put some color on that, they didn't lay out the fee to file the the petition, and they didn't lay out the money for the advertisements in addition to the attorney's fees that may be contingent. So even there's a, you know, a savings of a couple thousand. Uh, whereas I, I had a case where a customer filed and, and didn't fully disclose properly. And it turns out they weren't the priority person and they really weren't an error as it turned out. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet we were able to talk out the other error into taking over the case. And that, were, that way they, the charges all came back and got paid back. But um, difficult situations, you find those, you know, uh, one in a million deals. The question is, how do we make money? That's essentially our secret sauce, but I will say this. Uh, we've been able to bridge an enormous gap, uh, which is investors want to make money. <laughs> and uh, of course, I want to make money. Don't get me wrong. I, I suppose I have a Rivian. So. Um, but also, I want to help the folks. And so if you think of the financing market for um, legal services, again, it's non-existent. Um, and so we're charging a fixed fee. It's upfront. It's known. It's a flat fee of two thousand dollars. If the client comes directly to us and say, hey, "I want to finance probate," we then refer it to an attorney. If it comes the other way, um, we're negotiating with that attorney um, for our work as a scrivener is what really is paying for that fee. Or if they want to just add our fee on top of on top of that, so we're charging a fixed fee for that. Um, and again, you don't have to use the financing. Um, if somebody has the money and just wants a legal referral, uh, that's what we do. So if you go to our website, uh, scrivener.com, S-C-R-I-V-N-R.com, you'll see that what we do is we do uh, legal referrals. Um, that's right, the legal financing, referrals, and reporting. Um, and so that's essentially what we're doing. Um, it's a very, very unique way to uh, finance legal services. And obviously a big application is um, rent out probate. Yeah, so um, that's what they do. And like I said, I've been involved in this. One of the questions that gets asked, uh, Matthew asks is, uh, and I'd like to answer part of it and then I'd love, love you to put some color on it, Byron. Is there an application process and work we find it? It's on the website. Uh, and is a nationwide program? The answer is yes. Obviously he's growing and building it out. And I think one of the things that I'm trying to help is bring my network in so that you, know, you can either come in with an attorney if you're in another state, or if you bring the case to them, they're going to have an attorney and then meet that attorney for additional business. And so the idea here is we want to be part of the partnership of the process. Um, and sometimes that means giving before you get. Uh, and so I think there are a lot of realtors who say, great, I went all the referrals. It doesn't really work that way. You need to put into something in a relationship to get something out of it. And my purpose of bringing here today is to say, hey, if you have a case, uh, and, and you have a lead, and I get asked this all the time, do you, have no, do you know an attorney in such and such a place? Well, there are a lot of attorneys there. Who's the right one? And Byron's only, his company's only doing this type of work, so perhaps they can help with that referral process going outbound. Similarly, you can go to your attorneys who do probate or would like to do probate or trust you know, this type of work and say to them, hey, if the issue is upfront money, the friction of that, the friction of the sale process, um, or that you'll have the paralegal staff love to share with you a solution. And then they in turn can bring business into that network. Okay. So Byron, what's your, how do you answer the question? Is an application process, where can they find it? And then is it nationwide? 
Absolutely. First, let's answer nationwide. Be just, I just want to clarify. Right now, we're live in four states, and that's mostly because, again, we're a financing company. As, as I feel like I need to be clear about that in case there's any misunderstanding. So we are under the regulations of consumer finance protection laws and all that stuff. So right now, we're limited to California, New York, Texas, and Florida. Both that's where we have attorney partners, and also that's where we are now um, allowed to finance legal uh, actions uh, that have assets tied uh, or verified assets attached to them. And so number one, those are the four states. We will be expanding, or frankly, rather rapidly. It's surprisingly not that hard to, um, uh, well, I guess it is hard, but I've, again, have a novel way to um, have a, a verified financing arm for legal services. Um, and so the the um, other question was, is there an application? Yeah. So the way, again, our system works is we're installing software. So what first would happen is you would fill out an easy um, kind of like online uh, intake form. You do. Say, hey, this is the situation I have. We take that out. And then we essentially have an internal uh, marketplace of attorneys that are like, who's interested in this case? Um, not that they're bidding per se, but think of like Fundera um, as an example for business loans. Um, and so uh, we will match that case to a potential attorney in their jurisdiction. Um, once that match happens, the attorney is using our software. Um, our software is the questionnaire. And so they fill out the questionnaire. All the information is then there uh, ready um, to uh, provide that kind of a automation, but also make sure the attorney will say yes to the case. If you can, let me show my screen because I think it might be helpful to give sure. an example of what that looked like. You should be able to know. All right. So let me move this over. All right. So let's share screen. And let's. Okay. Hopefully you see the portal, correct? Yes. So once our attorney partner installs our software, they now have a portal. Because one of the things that clients get upset about is the lack of communication, the lack of insight to any case. And I can tell you as somebody who's just recently hired attorneys to do uh, corporate work, there's, again, I didn't have a portal. There's nothing there. So this is a fake example, obviously. Um, and so once the client has access to the portal, they click on a, the attorney's intake form. The intake form would then take them to fill out all the information that that attorney wants to know at their for their case. So again, if it's divorce, if it's whatever, we're just automating the intake part of for that attorney. Once they fill this out, our system then generates um, the the forms needed. Which can't do tabs. The forms needed um, to uh, to, for, for that attorney to do the whatever the action is going to be. Um, more importantly, the attorney can then assign tasks to the client. They can be like, hey, client, your task, because sometimes the problem is the client. <laughs> you know, uh, what, what's that Taylor Swift's uh, song? It's like, it's me, I'm the problem. Sometimes that's the client, right? Um, and not the attorney. And if we're waiting on information from for the client, boom, it's right there. Everybody knows, uh, for example, uh, other third parties can be invited into this type of action. So if we're waiting on bills, say for give us the information 
on what the status report is going to be, or the notice of proposed action for real estate, everybody knows what the holdup is going to be. Um, and so once that's completed, it's there. The client can then upload documents. So for example, if I wanted to upload a form so that um, the attorney then has what I'm going to send, I'm, again, I'm just loading up a, a fake um, form here. Oh, actually, it's a real form, but not anything. My, so here we go. So I'm going to load up a load up a form, and then once that is uploaded, takes a little bit. Um, everybody who's on visibility of this case will see that a form is uploaded, a task is completed, and then what the next thing is going to be. Um, okay, so now I, as a client, just uploaded a form to my attorney. Um, normally what happens is you email. And if you know anything about email, it's usually a hot mess. Um, people miss it. Uh, but here it's right there. Um, more, look, also, look, look, I experienced this today. We have a case I referred and they got their um, filing for their court date and whoever uploaded the form into the portal and I get an email and it copies all the client, the client's email, very easy to respond to them right yeah. from that spot. Yeah, so uh, the, the attorney's assistant, because we're training the attorney assistant to use the software, as soon as the court in that particular case approved it, they are the ones who beautiful. are uploading. Beautiful. Um, and so you can have messages. How many times have like, you know, people miscommunicated because again, uh, communication is always hard. Here you have all the message portals in there. So if you want to look on, oh, hey, when's the hearing date? It's right there. You don't have to search through your junk mail, your whatever you're getting for promotions. Um, maybe you deleted it by accident. You can't delete this. It's right there, always on the time. And of course, if there's going to be um, an actual calendar event, like the hearing <laughs> that you have to attend, you're now integrating your calendar to it. So again, we're installing software that uh, facilitates communication between attorney and a client. Uh, and most importantly, what we're doing is we are financing legal services where there's ascertainable assets. And obviously the application here as an example is, is probate. Um, as a real estate agent, the beauty is I've tried to train agents with, you know, and what I do is when I have a case, I'm watching all the key milestones and trying to be a step ahead of the, and it's, it's interesting how usually I'm a step ahead of the attorney because they're not tracking it as aggressively. They're not as aggressive as we are as salespeople. But here, anything that happens right away, I'm notified. And I can easily notify everybody else on the team. So it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for us to not to do legal work, not to play in the attorney's game, but to be a partner into their service and give better service to the customer at the end of the day. Okay, I posted the website, scrivener.com. Um, and so if somebody is interested in uh, you know continuing the relationship or referring a customer to you, obviously on the... Uh, website, you have a, a, a spot for a free consult. Our goal today was to try to also yeah. uh, train people in the opportunity. So is that the best way if they have somebody to have the customer do the consult? Or yeah, for so the agent? We, how we onboard professionals, right? Because again, we really serve the professional. My goal is to serve the attorney, serve okay. the realtor, serve the financial advisor, serve whoever is the person oftentimes initiating, not the legal action, but the, let's call it the inquiry of what needs to happen. Um, and so we actually have, uh, and I'll send you the link. You can pass it on. It's a professional demo. Uh, you can request one. We show you how it works. Um, if you have an attorney you'd like to work with, how we could work with them. Um, again, really 
um, elevate uh, that. Again, we'll, we'll send that out, uh, Nancy just asked. I do wanna ask, answer, I think it's an important question. What's the difference between Scrivener, say trust a will, or frankly now of any of the online DIY style probate services? Um, the main difference is we do nothing, I wanna repeat this, do nothing to lower the cost of the legal service. Right? We're, we're essentially hired by the attorney to help them facilitate a legal action slash finance it. What trust and will, what, um, I won't name others, but other online services, they are doing the great work, in my opinion, because I kind of launched it, the great work of absolutely lowering the cost of probate. Um, and no other place in the world can you do probate for $600. Actually, that's uh, they recently raised the price. The DIY probate is now nine, let's call it, it's under a thousand. It's like 900, 999, something like that. They have a concierge model for about 2000, maybe 2,500, they might raise the price. And they have a limited scope attorney model. Um, but honestly, all of them are in essence, a do-it-yourself probate because the limited scope attorney model, once the petition is um, approved, the attorney is out, hence right. limited scope, right? right? And so you are getting a limited model. That is really, really good for people who can follow instructions, do things on their own, and don't have, I'm going to say, any questions. Um, and that's, you know, some segment of the, of the market. What we are doing is really facilitating the full service attorney. Um, anybody who wants, needs, or is required by law to use a full service attorney, um, but they can't pay for it themselves, and we can verify assets that will transfer, um, we can finance it. And so that's really our model is we're, we're really financing the transaction, not just the petition, but like I mentioned before, the bond. Um, mortgage might be late. Um, and we're going to launch actually two more uh, funds um, to stop foreclosures, right? Because sometimes it's too late. Maybe there's already a foreclosure action. Uh, what I want to be able to do is essentially buy that loan right out and then just eliminate the, the proverbial a guillotine over someone's head. Yeah. Um, if you know me at all, you know that um, the reason I'm so passionate about this is I was in their shoes. I know what it's like to not be able to pay the bills because I wrote a check to the attorney to do the probate action. I know what it's like to front money for an estate and then all of a sudden miss the kid's soccer game and all that other stuff. Um, walking in that person's shoes is why I think we're able to um, really understand their problem and figure out innovative solutions, which in this case is financing the attorney to do the full uh, legal uh, service that attorneys provide. Which I think most customers want. You know, it's like real estate agents. You know, we as realtors see an occasional for sale by owner and, and it scares us. But the reality is, even still with all the technology, 90% of transactions, almost the same percent are handled by realtors because customers realize they can't do it on their own. They got their jobs, they have lives. And I think most customers don't really want to do it on their own. Uh, having having worked that angle with customers over the last couple of years, it's a challenge and many people aren't qualified. And I think this is a much more, um, there's a bigger piece of the pie for us to help our customers with and for us as realtors to get involved with as well. Because if we attach ourselves to do it yourself and the customer isn't happy, they're not happy with us. If we attach ourselves to an attorney and they're happy and help the attorney make them happy, then we have happy customers. So. Okay, I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna send out the link right now for that demo. Somebody was asking for it. Just give me a second. 
Nancy asked for a link for the new website. I'm not sure which link you're talking to. I think she's talking about the demo too. Like, uh, oh, okay, okay, good. So, if you're a realtor and want to know more about how to work with uh, professionals like attorneys, let me give you this link for our demo. Uh, just give me a second. Having done it, it was great and up and running and and we uh, for a couple. Like I said, for me, I think the real opportunity for us as real estate agents is to sit with our attorneys who, not the ones who do a ton of them and have great paralegal staffs and they have machine running, but the one who has customers who come to them with probates and they do them, but they find the administration overwhelming and the friction of customers up front difficult to deal with. I think it eliminates the, with the financing, that friction, and then also the outsourcing of the paralegal in a sense is, is phenomenal. Okay, um, look, Byron's always very generous with his time. Other questions, comments? Again, we don't have this on the live stream, so if you're watching a recording, I'll circle back, but either answer the question or route it to Byron. But if you're live in the Zoom, raise your hand, put in the chat box, love to answer any questions we have. I see Matthew Price is doing something, I don't know if a dance or what's uh, going on there, Matthew, but we'll bring you in at the risk of you being crazy. What's going on? I'm always happy to have him on because there's a huge market for this because a lot of people go to the, they just go to the clerk of court. They don't even buy it here in North Carolina anyway. They don't even go to an attorney. They just have to yeah. show up in front of the clerk of court in order to open the, uh, the estates. But the problem is, is that the clerk of court can't give them any kind of um, legal advice. So they're always looking for people like me, who's a certified estate specialist, or they're looking for the cheapest attorney that they can find. Commonly, there's there those are the people who probably have never seen an estate before in their life, and this allows them to actually find all of that and get it for a competitive price across the board. I know when I opened my mother's estate, it was it was six thousand dollars just to open the estate, but the costs kept piling on. This way, it gives them a single source to be able to do everything that they're going to need to do. Not yet North Carolina, but I'm sure it's one of the states you're working towards. And I think my goal, I'm looking to build a national platform to expose these things to you guys. And then hopefully we can work together and find a way in to make that work. But is North Carolina on your list of states you're working oh, for towards? Sure. It's, I mean, it's probably in that next group. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of population centers, like 10 states equal 50% of the U.S. population. And so that is by definition the way that we're going to charge it. And um, without divulging too much of the internal legal stuff, um, we are able to take like a matter at a time before we quote unquote open. So like if you had a case in North Carolina that you wanted an attorney, um, again, we have a deep Rolodex. We can introduce that uh, your client to that attorney. We can finance that deal. Um, it takes about, for us to install the software at the attorney's office, it takes about a day and a half. Um, it's really that fast. Like we've, we've really mastered the simplicity of it. Um, again, we don't interfere in the attorney client relationship. We are installing software at their place of business, uh, obviously on, through the cloud. Um, and we are financing the legal action, uh, which is a great onboarding uh, for an attorney. Uh, cause yeah. again, they're turning on clients who can't pay them. Yeah. Um, and that's, sad and so many other and it's so many no reason to do that I, that's what started me with this attorney and brought me to you with this one was why would you turn on clients have money up front if they have a million dollar house there's money there like like we can make that work it's not uh and, and more importantly the customer deserves the help 
if they have no money and they're coming to a million dollar house, that's the client that needs the help. Yeah, uh, it just it, it's just a, a the, the one thing I hope to do in the future is essentially launch a nonprofit because there are people who have the million dollar house but have a disabled family member or some situation that a family member is going to stay at the house yeah. and they're not going to sell. Who's going to help them? Yeah. Uh, that's a problem I have yet to solve, but it's a problem we saw quite a bit. And I, and I hope to be able to do something about that. Um, and without like sounding greedy, but there's actually money to be made in helping those situations as well. Because the mm -hmm. nonprofit would pay for the attorney, the da, 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 and of course, we're in the middle. <laughs> um, and so that's something that we hope to maybe in the near future have. Fantastic. Well, my nonprofit fantasy is um, estate planning for everybody who owns a house. If you can't afford to do the estate plan, then you need an estate plan. If you own a house free and clear, just it, to me, I see that problem all the time. Absolutely. Well, look, you've been real generous. I appreciate we're kind of wrapping up on the hour here. Uh, and so for those of you who are watching this uh, recording, feel free to ask questions. We'll circle back. Uh, those of you who participated today, uh, thank you so much for your questions and being involved. Um, Byron, you know, just continued success and good luck and really appreciate working with you myself. Scrivener.com is the company. We'll have the, the contact info in the description um, California, New York, Texas, and Florida today. But if you have a probate case you want to talk to them about, reach out or go online and schedule a consult. And then if you're a local, if you're a realtor in those four states today, uh, introduce it to your attorneys, show them this re uh, recording, talk to me. I'd be more glad to help you with that as we build out our national team together. So thank you, Byron, for your time. We really appreciate it so much. Absolutely. All right. Everybody have a great night. And for the rest of you, again, thank you for being on. This is probateweekly.com. We get together every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We normally live stream it. In this case, we're going to record it to Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, YouTube. You can watch the replays. Uh, Episodes.probateweekly.com will have this episode and all the other past episodes. And then our Facebook group, feel free to continue the conversation there at Probate Weekly. It's an open group in Facebook. We have 2,900 members. Help me get over 3,000. Post your probate-related content there. So we'll get you some more views and activity, uh, ask questions, look for referrals. I'd love to have you guys participate. If you're in Southern California and a realtor, uh, tomorrow, Friday, September 1st, we host our Agents Helping Agents program. It's free. We get together and talk about how to increase production, free breakfast at the Diamond Bar Holiday Inn, uh, 9 o'clock tomorrow, Friday, uh, and the first of every month. If you're interested, text or email me. I'll get you the link to that. Agents helping agents and dime bar tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Make today your best day ever. Appreciate your help. Thanks, Matthew.